episode 545 of the leadcast podcast i'm your host nick thinking cooper joining me is aiden frost rock arts hey how's it going and the one the only colton blue basket sweat it's tuesday it's podcast tuesday that's poggers podcast if you will uh we have two new patrons a little bit of leadcast news a new patch as well as a chromas update we'll follow up on the uh the chroma drama that's been that's been happening uh, we've got two stories, and then we'll talk about Manscaped. Uh, and I, I have something to talk about in there because I discovered a, a new product and something that they sent us a long time ago uh, that Hell I missed. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk about um, Competitive League. We'll talk about our uh, favorite VPN, NordVPN. And then we'll close out with a roundtable and mail fight. Aiden, how was your... You were here last week, so how was your week? Mike was good. Uh, had a lot of fun stuff happen, actually. Kennedy and I bought a car this week. Oh, really? <laughs> you were yeah, complaining about that I think, <laughs> earlier. Okay, cool. Is it a new car or is it a used one? Yeah, it's one? a new car, yeah. Nice. Uh, what kind of car is it? Market. It's a 2023 Hyundai Elantra. Ooh. Yeah, I'm very excited to have air conditioning. So. Does it have wheels? Yeah, it does have wheels. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's for those 2023 models. Some of them ain't got wheels. Nice. They just fly. Do you have a yeah. favorite feature on it or is it uh, pretty like standard? Air conditioning. <laughs> I see. I mean, dude. Yeah. No matter what, dude, it's gonna be an upgrade from my fucking 2008 like car without air conditioning. I see. So. Yeah, and I, I, I feel you there. My AC was out for a while, and like it's, it's wild how it feels like an entirely different vehicle. Like, obviously, I, I was in the same car and it just like went from the AC not working to being back on, but. It, it like I, I feel like I'm driving around in like a Mercedes Benz once it went from not having it to being able to have it again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm from Florida, so I don't know if you're legally allowed to sell a car without <laughs> air conditioning or even own yeah. a building without air conditioning. I, mean, I, I was living in the 105 degree Texas heat with that. <laughs> oh Jesus! Windows down and don't drive. How's often. your power situation, bud? Power's been fine for me Good. where I'm at. I'm. I'm pretty like central to downtown Dallas, so mm-hmm. I think that we're thankfully not seeing much of that. I, I see. think kind of the further you go out to the suburbs, the the weaker the grid gets. Ah, but I see. Yeah, thankfully no issues so far. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, as for the rest of my week, though, um, I finished Hollow Knight. Fucking pog. Good nice. game. Really yeah. good game would recommend i'm very excited for the sequel um gonna be very good um i'm starting dark souls one uh, very not, not very far into it uh, part of me still like i know it's a really old game part of me goes is this the remastered version <laughs> it does not look good <laughs> it still looks a little rough i'm very excited to play it though so 
Um, nice. Going to get through that hopefully in the next week or so. Um, and then only other bit of news is like once again, hey, it's the Aiden Shills section. Hey, I, I typically don't do like a shitload of sponsors in a row. That being said, a lot of people really liked the idea of hey, you do sponsor obligation and I then duo queue a game with you. Yeah. So, uh, some people were like, hey, I know your sponsor's over, but is there anything I can do to still play a duo queue game? So, uh, and then I had one more sponsor in my queue, and I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to do the sponsor. People are asking me for like a way to duo queue. Um, so I'm going to do two sponsored streams this week for Genshin Impact on my stream. So twitch.tv slash leadcastfrost. And I'm going to do the same thing that, hey, you do the sponsor obligation and I'll add you to a list of people and I'll play a duo queue game with you. Uh, no matter what rank you are. So um, it's pretty easy. All the information's in uh, announcements on our Discord or you can tune into my stream Tuesday and Thursday. Um, it's it's wild that any of our listeners have as good of a chance of duo queuing with you as any of the other hosts. <laughs> well, see, you see, Colton, you should have. Uh, you should have played Star Trek like I did, so that way he's forced to. Yeah, Nick's on the list. <laughs> <Forced> <laughs> the Nick's, Nick's on the list. I'm not. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, a lot of people are asking for it. I'm like, hey, fuck it, I'll, I'll do this. This sounds fun. Uh, also, like, it, uh, let's be real. It also pays me money, so it's not like I'm fucking yeah. just doing it p- completely the kind of smart. I want to be real. But um, yeah. So if you do the sponsor obligations, all of it's in our Discord yeah, or on my stream. Make. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cars are expensive, dude. Um, then uh, I'll add you to the duo queue list, and we'll play some games. So, poggers. Uh, I think that's all. Oh, yeah. That's, I think that's all. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Colton? Um, so not a ton of league for me. I played a like several games of Karma Mid, which I think is really good right now, and I think has just been really good for a long time. Uh, she's a strong laner, has really good wave clear, is hard to kill or gank basically ever, and late game having double enchanters or True. an enchanter with like three items is just nuts. Mm-hmm. Even if you have like an engage support, like one of the games we had a a Maokai that went Leandries and it was like, okay, great, right? Like we still have an enchanter, also we have saplings that do a trillion damage. Mm-hmm. Um But it's it's wild how how little people understand how to play the game when they don't have the exact same team comp every game. Like we had a Kaisa that was fed she had a Lulu support, and I was Karma mid, and she's like, I can't go in. I'll get exploded. And I'm like, you have 6,000 health. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, like what? And, and, and then at one point, she, like, threw her W mid, ulted towards their AD carry, and then immediately had to back away because we didn't have vision. I'm like, this this is why we're losing team fights, not because you're getting exploded by them. It's because you don't know how to fucking play AD carry. I, I know you play a lot of Karma, Colton, but uh, I know Soraka mid's one of the best mids in the game right now, so if you want to try that at all, it's pretty good, I heard. Yeah, I think I just really like playing Karma, especially because, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like her solo lane, or, like, her, her 1v1 potential is really strong, and she's one of the characters who gets to do, like, the stupid shit, where it's like, how did she live at 7 <laughs> HP that many times? True. Right, where it's like, Oh, they ganked empowered W. Okay, there's the first heal. You get her down to ten health. Oh, there's the second chunk of the heal. All right, we got our low again, and then she eat, and then her W's like. Dude, tank karma top when that was meta was fucking yeah. just miserable to play against, but so much fun to play. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun to play karma because of that. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably have to do some Soraka mid as well. I, I I don't know. I I enjoy obviously playing off meta stuff, um, but outside of that. Still been playing a lot of Binding of Isaac, which has been a lot of fun. And then uh, Rachel and I just started like a little uh, health challenge thing. So uh, 
that's that's just just starting but one of my things has been like waking up at a consistent time every day mm. which i'm normally very bad at so we'll see if i'm uh super super tired by the end of the week or actually getting used to it that was the best thing about getting a dog colton is every day i wake up at 6 30 now and dude my i just have so much more day it's fucking crazy yeah yeah, I, I mean, on, honestly, just like two days of waking up at the same time and like actually waking up and not snoozing has been mm-hmm. really good for me. I feel the same way. Like I, um, I really like waking up early. Um, but uh, well, I, now I, old Savannah, man Cooper Savannah likes to sleep in. Um, so I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like you actually like double the length of your day if you if you wake up before noon. And you can still go to bed, like, at a, it's not like you have to go to bed at 8 or anything. It's not like you have to fucking ruin yourself. I go to bed between, like, 10 and 12 every night, and I still wake up at 6, 6.30, and I feel great. Like Yeah, yeah. My, my thing was, like, I, I said it where it's, like, no screens after 11, in bed by midnight, awake at 7. It's kind of, like, my, mm-hmm. my schedule good. there. Because I, I think, like, we, we pulled, like, a generic plan and then tailored it, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of times I hate about those is it's, like, not specific to the person at all like a lot of them were like no caffeine no alcohol or like drink more water and it's like okay i like i I don't have caffeine or alcohol often Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect me in any way like it is not negatively impacting my life you want to know what it is fucking scrolling reddit at one in the morning and not going to sleep (laughs) like that's that's what's making my day worse um so yeah we'll we'll see how that goes but that's about it for my week so I'll hand it over to the one, the only, the early waker, <laughs> late sleeper, Nick Cooper. Yo, yo, it's me. Um, as per regular Nick tradition, uh, I've started a different game from the one I said recently. Uh, I have g- tried my hand at modding Oblivion. I think I have some working, um, but I don't. I'm not familiar enough with the vanilla Oblivion to really know if they are. So. I'll have to see, um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try playing that game again. It's easily my favorite uh, of the Elder Scrolls series, um, and uh, it'll be fun to to get back into that. But um, I played a lot of League of Legends this week. Zero ranked games because I'm waiting uh, a little bit. But uh, you gotta deal with me. Yeah, true. Um, I've experienced some of the the lowest quality matches in terms of like. Uh, like actually team behavior or, or team like attitude um, where it's just like super mean things being said all the time for no particular reason. Why are we getting upset in spell book? Um, but it's, it's been absolutely insane. So uh, I guess that's, that's been my week. Spellbook's been really fun. I don't think anything is topped um, barred with gnarlty. Yeah. Um, but there's been a lot of fun stuff. Samira with relity was pretty fun. Um, I played against a, a, an AP Zeri with Blitzcrank Ulti who yeah. <laughs> one-shot the entire team. Um, this, I think the scaling on Blitzcrank Ulti is the worst part. Is the, is the best part about it, I guess. There's the one um, time that she hit you with it and it did 700 and something damage with Blitzcrank Ulti. The 25-second abil- cooldown of AoE ability. Yeah, and, and like I... I I you were you were watching and I um yeah you, you know you mentioned that yeah everything kind of scales with AD and AP uh but then I <laughs> I tabbed over her to her and she had two hundred ability power <laughs> you just double so dips like, too hard huh. and it's gross yeah yeah so it was uh it was quite interesting we ended up losing that game but I outdamaged her so who's the real winner um 
So yeah, uh, I guess let's get into the show. We've got oh three new patrons. Sorry, it's been updated in the in the time since uh, <laughs> since we started the podcast. Well, shout I mean, out you're to a liar. shout out to NYC Poem, Kieran, uh, and Blabby Jags. Thank you for your support. Thank you guys so much. Do we have any lead cast news, Aiden? Uh, only thing is, is that the patron episode will be out on YouTube in four days. So go check that out. It was our fucking debate one. So uh, go check that shit out. Yeah, and Colton's going to be hosting the July one. Yeah. Uh, presumably this week, I hope. <laughs> True. So we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. We definitely will. Is it, is it going to be Colton that tells us about middling characters for one hour <laughs> solo? <laughs> I was yeah, thinking of doing yeah. that, by the way. I like was a like, solo podcast? Like, I was thinking of like like one month if you guys are busy because it is hard to schedule. I was like, it is, maybe yeah. I should just read, like go through every single character and give my quick five second take. on. <laughs> yeah, definitely some but, fun uh, stuff that you can do. Yeah. Um. Cool. Let's do, Uh. let's talk about the patch then. Patch 1214. We've got first up Aatrox. His health growth is increased. His ease healing passive is decreased late and his R bonus healing is decreased late. Good. Fuck his healing. Do you see that fucking TSM yep. Immortals clip? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, what's his name? Fuck. Who is Revenge, it? Was I think. Revenge. Right? Yeah. I was trying to. Th- I was thinking Impact. Yeah. Or, uh, um, I was trying to think of all these. We have Revenge. He fucking like he played it really well, but he heals to full like three times in a fight. It's so cool. He actually heals for like uh like the the value of the heal was like probably twenty five hundred. I would yeah, say it's fucking crazy. Actually, just a disgusting amount. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, cool. That's good. Um, Alistar, my favorite character. Um, Q mana cost is decreased at all ranks. Cooldown decreased at all ranks. Only one second off and then 10 mana off, but it's honestly a pretty substantial buff. One second off polarize is pretty nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, and and it, he definitely needs it. <laughs> he definitely does, and I, I, I think that it's like, while it is a significant buff, it's not gonna like make him obscene mm-hmm. by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's tough, honestly, to like make Alistar super overpowered without like his ulti just making him immune to damage. Period. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, we got Gangplank up next. His base health and base armor are decreased. His health growth is increased. Passive now scales with crit chance. Q base damage decreased early but increased late. The E slow has been reduced, but the slow now scales with crit chance. Bonus physical damage is decreased early, but increased late, and bonus damage on crits reduced. So, uh, pushing him out of being an early game lane bully and more into the late game Giga Chad but, uh, relies heavily, heavily, heavily on a crit. Yeah, forcing, like getting him off of go, the bruiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking him off like the bruiser build or a lethality build. It's like, Which is no, garbage anyway, by the way. Lethality crit. was. Lethality was fine, but the Bruiser GP was so bad. Yeah. I mean, um, he just is one of the grossest crit skilling characters in the game. So Yeah, so why would you not build crit on him? Just um, use it, yeah. Uh, a character who probably needs more nerfs than this. Nars up next. Base health is decreased, and health regen growth is decreased. Like, that character always feels like ass to play is, like, the only issue, but, like, no matter how good he is. I, but, I just uh, mean, in, like, in competitive, he is the best top yeah. laner in the game right now, so... Yeah, I mean, other than GP, yeah, probably. <laughs> I I don't know. A lot of like a lot of people are opting into like Nar into GP. Like GP is yeah, supposed I, to be a counter matchup, but I, I don't know. I just mean I think GP is like a better character. I, I, oh I, I yeah, think okay, yeah, like, for sure. Pretty good into it, but yeah, I, yeah. I just think GP is fucking 
fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Jana is getting some changes. E-base shield amount increased at all ranks. Bonus heal and shield power decreased. R heal per second increased at all ranks. And then AP scaling increased. So some changes to her overall healing and stuff. That's probably cool. good. Uh, Jarvan, the Q attack damage scaling has been increased. And the E cooldown uh, now decreases with rank. So little little buffs for the... They keep buffing Jarvan. Crown Prince. <laughs> Uh, Kane is up next. Health growth is increased. Passive Rost healing based on damage dealt decrease, so reducing healing. I think they they aimed to reduce a lot of healing characters' healing in this in this patch. Yeah, it's still pretty out of whack. So it is, yeah. Good. Um, LeBlanc is getting some base mana and mana growth uh, increases, and her W base damage is increased late. Uh, nice LeBlanc changes. I love seeing that character in competitive, so it's super good. Yeah, I agree. Nocturne is up next. His passive has been adjusted. Uh, it will no longer deal half damage to minions that are the primary target. It will still do half damage to all other minions. Okay, so the 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 minion that you auto attack will take full damage from your passive, uh, but every other one that gets hit by it will will take half damage. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah seems okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pantheon Q damage to monsters is increased. Uh oh. Jungle. They had, Uh-oh. They had it like a, at um like it's 105 with the change. They had it at 150 and they yeah. nerfed on the PBE, so it's nice. Um Renata base health and base AD decrease. That character is still fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um Seraphine is up next. W shield and heal AP scaling is reduced. Up next we've got Sivir, Q bug fix, W damage to minion decreased. And it now executes minions below a certain threshold. Oh, what a nice, nice little quality of life. I that actually like, I actually feel like Sivir's so fun to play now. Like way more yeah. than, than than previous Sivir. Probably does help that she's probably the best to carry in the game. Uh yeah, but <laughs> her, her <laughs> laning makes is, it a little more fun. Her laning is so fucking bad, and I actually think the E change is worse as well. Like having mana instead of health is so much nicer. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's okay. Um fucking craziest change of the patch in my opinion uh timo mana growth huh. increased r range increased early ap scaling increased mana now cost now scales down with rank so his r you can just toss an extra like um 200 range at rank one which is fucking insane by the yeah, way yeah it's a 50 percent like, range increase from uh yeah from level one to level there one. was also some other buffs i think as they pulled the rest of them but like that's great also the mana cost on his ult at uh, rank three is now seven uh sorry from 75 mana down to 35 mana that's crazy you can just throw twice as many mushrooms yeah, awesome. that's insane, insane. Uh, Varus, his base attack damage is increased. Okay, this will br- this will make him viable, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Wukong ba- base health regen increased. Passive health regen per stack decreased. Good, cool. Um, Yumi EP- EAP scaling decreased. Fuck Yumi. I don't think this changes anything, by the way. <laughs> um, Zeri Q passive adjusted. Our bonus magic damage decreased. Hey guys, be careful. This is her twelfth time in the patch. <laughs> careful, guys. You, so like, I, I think it's fine for new characters to get changed. Much there was that fucking shitty esports article about like is Riot Games fucking up because they changed Zeri so much. But there is an issue when it's been what was it? It's been seven patches and she's been changed twelve times or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, I think it was. It's something like 12, that, though, right? Nine nine changes in twelve patches because yeah, otherwise like, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense, right? 
Yeah, because she's been hotfixed three out of those patches. Like, so it's been tw- yeah. It's okay, twelve crazy. and nine. Then I don't know. I but whatever. At the is, sa- yeah. at the same time, like I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. I don't know. I, I no, feel yeah, like it's fine. She's only been super busted on release. Obviously, her W build right now is pretty like unfun to play against. It's so fun to play as though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think like specifically, my issue with the article was like it actually didn't give any insight. Uh, It it had like some negative connotations, but for the most part, it was just like, yeah, 12 changes. Yeah. I mean, that's how fucking esports articles go. They're (laughs) just not paid. Like, I mean, journalists just aren't paid enough, but like they just write fucking just garbage articles. It's fucking crazy, man. It it, it was literally like, okay, we need a word count. Like hit this word count to get your money. Uh, Okay, here we go. (laughs) I don't know. It was, it's just a weird industry. Yeah. But, but, we got some item changes. Kumpunk Chainsword is up next. Uh, is up first, I guess. The total cost is going up by 200, and that's being added to the combined cost. Uh, Enchanter items as a whole are having their heal and shield power reduced. So that includes Forbidden Idol, uh, which is the component, Ardent Sensor, Mikhail's Blessing, uh, Redemption, um, Staff of Flowing Water, and Moonstone Renewer. Uh, and the Sunfire Aegis uh, is, is getting changed. Uh, to the base damage is getting lowered and the scaling with bonus health is being increased. Um, so it, it's for champions like uh, uh, what Conqueror Nasher's Diana that built Sunfire mm-hmm. Aegis. Um, so it, it's better for tanks after I think like 2000 bonus health is, is what I was seeing, um, which is likely not something that you reach unless you get a Warmogs uh, at some point. Um only for ta- like tanks will hit this most games i think but like no it would have to be well super ever. late yeah but yeah no because no like your 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 mythic is 700 health right bonus health i think no no mythic i think it's like how 400 much is, how much does sunfire give because like so you're obviously building sunfire and that's giving you bonus health um, um i thought it was i thought it was more than 400 i thought it was like closer to 700 it's 450 i guess yeah okay right huh yeah, so that's 450 of it. So you still need to build, yeah, 1550 or 1550 more bonus health. That's kind of a lot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Hang on. I'm doing the math really quick. Yeah. You Well, you need... Okay. It's a 0.7... Yeah, you need 2,000 bonus health to get the 15 extra damage that you um, that you lost before. Hmm. Um, I mean, for Tom Cantus, I might start building Sunfire because I'm going to build that much health anyways, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Cool. Uh, slight nerf for non-tanks. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> Some potion changes. <laughs> First time since what season five, by the way. The hell? Uh, they heal less. Refillable uh, potion heals less. Corrupting potion. Oh, and regular potions, I guess. Biscuit delivery is nerfed yet again. Is that rumor taken anymore? That seems... it, it's been bad for like a while, but it it's just a crush. Because so like you can misplay and then you get like rewarded yeah. for misplaying. Uh, bone plating. Um has a slightly longer cooldown conditioning gets slightly worse stats uh guardian has a slightly longer cooldown early score scorch is getting buffed uh five more damage at all all levels second wind is getting nerfed sudden impact is getting buffed um time work tonic tonic is getting nerfed this is also a fucking trap rune now i feel like Mm -hmm. um and unflinching is getting nerfed which i felt like it was actually a really underrated uh rune I'm glad um, that they're nerfing all the healing though, because it's miserable like seeing everyone take corrupting. Like it's just not I am fun too. To play yeah, I at all. I think that there are some obvious like 
champions missing from this why is soraka not on this list i think she like if you can She's survive crazy. if you can survive late uh, early game as soraka i i literally don't think you can lose if you if you aren't frontlining she's a, really good <laughs> absolutely insane uh and then we have some summoner spell changes uh challenging smite goes from 20 percent damage reduction on your target to 10 percent, awesome. which is actually crazy uh and exhaust goes from 40 percent damage reduction to 35 percent damage reduction awesome does someone want to talk about these Drake changes? I love yeah, talking about Yeah, I got Drake. it. Colton loves <laughs> talking about Drake changes. And yeah, you know, they call me uh, Colton Drake Basket Sweat. Um, they they changed all the Drakes. The percentage current health damage on their attacks has gone from 7 down to 5%. The health of a dragon before the Rift transformation, which happens on the third spawn, has gone up it looks like by about a thousand and then the per level is up about 50 percent and then the health after the rift transformation is up about 2500 and That's a lot, again, yeah. the per level is also up by about 50 percent so mm -hmm. dragons deal less damage but have way more health um yeah they they should be difficult to kill yeah, so the really big changes come after that, where uh, a lot of the dragon buffs are... Well, every single dragon buff is getting buffed. Um, you get uh, more slow resistance and out-of-speed... Uh, out-of-combat movement speed from Cloud Drake. Uh, and the Dragon Slayer... Oh, the is this the Dragon Soul? Yeah, Cloud Soul. Um, you get more move speed, uh, more bonus move speed. Hexec Drake, you get more attack speed and more ability haste. Uh, with Infernal Dragon, you get more bonus AD and AP. Uh, Mountain Dragon, you get more bonus armor and mag magic resist. Ocean, more healing per five. Um, and then Elder is also tankier. Um, Rift, oh, okay. And Rift Herald has more health when you summon it the second time. Uh, and it now grant grants 200 local gold to the team that kills it. So a lot of people in our discord some very vocal ones have talked about how this will ruin the game and make top lane irrelevant uh i would like a top laner to tell me how to feel about this um so i, I do think the issue is initially these changes were combined with the fact they were going to nerf tp again they have since pulled the tp changes and said hey top lane blows cock to play we'll rework it in the preseason that's what they've they've gone on the uh, mm -hmm. said, like verbatim they said huge wiener suck uh, top, um, and that was in response it. to uh, to a Hishinchin tweet. So you know, it's yeah, <laughs> it actually was. Which is <laughs> it crazy. was, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Like, so there is some merit to like, hey, dragons becoming like even like stronger. Like, hey, bottom lane. It's going to be like more fighting around bottom lane for these things, right? It's mm -hmm. meaning top lane. You're on more of an island. If the TV change went through, you're fucking stuck on an island. Um, so it feels bad. Their their counter to this is they make Herald worth more, right? You get 200 gold for killing Herald. Um, Herald is tankier when you summon it the second time, so it's a second objective as well. That being said, we had a long discussion on our Discord as well about this. Second Herald is pretty bad, especially in competitive, but even in solo queue, second Herald's pretty bad. Um, it's typically only an objective that you go for when there is nothing else on the map. If you can't take a turret, if there's no dragon, um, you take Herald. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not really something you just go do because it takes a fucking minute to do. It, it's just way too long to do for what you get out of it. Um, it. It's also not a like an even trade. I think almost every single player in the world would take a dragon over second Rift Herald. 
or a tur- you'd even take a turret over a second rift herald yeah, like the yeah. immediate gold like i, I know in theory rift herald should translate to a turret obviously potentially two if you're nick or maybe three if you're nick mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, no uh, if you get rift herald you, you should win the game period. i mean you should but but like, I, I think the gold is the biggest thing i think there's now a world in which a top laner can go whatever let's fucking go to rift herald while my team's hanging out bottom lane and you hope that they don't fucking get aced uh, and you get 200 gold for it, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, in theory, if you do the first Rift Herald, you get 200 gold for it, plus you get probably three plates, um, which is really big. That's it was a really nice swing. That being said, you're definitely giving up. You're going, fuck the rest of my team. I'm going to take this. Uh, I think it's weird. I think top lane is a bit of a nightmare just because it's so far away and TP is so shit right now. Um, but it's weird. Hopefully, they rework top lane a little bit in the pre- new season. But uh, I understand why they're doing these changes. Dragons are fucking interesting. Harold boring as shit. The reality is they should just make a different type of... They should have like four or five different hair things that spawn in the herald pit that are all different like monsters that give different buffs right like you have vile moss spawn in it sometimes rift herald spawn in it sometimes and then some of these can be like super high value and some of them can be like super like lower value or like maybe they're only valuable for like a soul laner and some of them are more team-wide valuable i feel like that'd be fun but yeah, just put dragon in big, the top lane they should make big gromp spawn in herald pit i mean they could make it so fucking dragon randomly spawns between the two as well like i don't think that's too crazy either yeah, I think that, that I mean that that's definitely a way that they could do it where there's like there's the dragon pool and then there's the like pool of other monsters whether it be like Rift Herald, Vile Maw, I think would be a good one to pop in there. Um you could you know, you could put in like Roshan. Uh, sure. <laughs> Hell yeah, put Roshan in. Put Roshan in there. Yeah, but it's like if if they, you know, you'll roll anywhere on the table and like it'll either create a dragon or one of those things then like the next one will be of the opposite type Mm -hmm. and it can like alternate between the two pits i mean i I don't know if that'd be balanced but at least it would help make top lane more relevant the the biggest thing is it's it's an uh non it's an asymmetrical uh map where not only is it there's a higher value objective on side of the map but there's also more players on one side of the map which is going to lead to like they're feeling like a little bit of negligence on the other side which is fine i i think they can address it it's just currently i don't think it's a very healthy place but we'll see yeah i i mean unironically just put dragon on the other side of the map who cares yeah like, I, I think harold your... giving gold is a good start at least to give yeah i do, I some do more value and removing the tp changes that would have made it seven minutes long before yeah. a seven minute long cooldown before uh 14 minutes the fucking health change means nothing though because harold does fucking percentage damage to itself by the way um so we'll see yeah i guess it means like a like a tiny amount just because it it's harder to kill if you're not hitting the eye but why are yeah, you not hitting the to, eye yeah. <laughs> uh, and in theory it's auto attacks do more because it's auto attacks are based off its current health mm, i see but like it's it yeah. slam doesn't isn't based on its current health so that doesn't change anything <laughs> you know, you know, the slam doesn't do more but I, I think the point of it is more that it can tank more tower hits and that it's harder for a champion to kill like like obviously not by a huge margin but i think enough just to the point where they're trying to make it that second rift herald isn't dog shit compared to first rift herald and so obviously more gold is a great way to do it because first rift herald you get three plates second rift herald you you probably don't um, I don't. I don't even think. If, is it possible to get plates with second Rift Herald? When does the first one spawn? Uh, no, it it's not possible. No. no. Okay. Yeah. So the second one, which is why it's so bad for it. Yeah. 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 So like, again, they're they're trying to level out how how valuable Rift Herald is. It's it's a start. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we'll we'll see we'll see we will see actually uh some ultimates public changes can you guys explain to me what this means the following uh ultimate summoner spells have been updated to match their original champions functionality what does that mean hmm i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like it i don't know um but yeah some some ultimates are changed do you know there's buffs and nerfs as well and the only one I've seen so far is Samira does 10% less damage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Zon Cup Clash is happening August 6th and 7th. Uh, there's going to be a ranked split three start pretty soon. Um, you can see which teammates honored you at the end of the game. Uh, some mythic content is available and also leaving the shop. Lots of bug fixes, lots of bug fixes, and then some the second round of Star Guardian skins, which includes a colleague Quinn, uh, Rel, Talia, Star Nemesis Morgana, and Prestige Star Guardian Syndra. Good skins, Pog. Good skins. They look really good. Talking about those skins, though, do we want to talk about the Chroma Standards update? Yeah. A uh, short little section. Pretty well, the, the drama was, hey, Akali... Um, which is the legendary uh, Scar Star Guardian skin from the first uh, set, went on PBE and all of her chromas had different colored abilities. All the abilities were different colors. And then they pulled that and all of them have the same color. Um, and people are mad because A, what? why the fuck are you taking <laughs> stuff away that's already made? And B, Riot is scamming, like not scamming, is skimping out on stuff again. It feels like everything they do is anti-consumer, right? Like RP changes, um, mythic essence, all this shit, right? And they've come up with a statement pretty well saying like, hey, uh, we have different standards for stuff now we have our epic skin chromas we have our legendary skin chromas and we have mythic chromas right so mythic chromas recolor all the vfx legendary chromas do not um so the whole thing is here's the issue is it feels like if they didn't have mythic chromas this akali skin would have recolored abilities yeah but because they now have mythic chromas they've already designed all of her chromas because they've they've probably did this months in advance um they're pulling them because it takes value away from their new fucking artificially scarce mythic chromas and that's shitty mm -hmm. i think it's one thing to say hey this is what our new standard is going to be but there's another thing removing content that you've already created because it's going to cut into your bottom line for a different thing that is fucking super scummy like mm -hmm. yeah it does, and because it, does it feel bad. because it might cut yeah. into your bottom line right where it's like yeah, obviously they're probably marketing people who who looked at it and thought that it would but like to me i think that there is very much an idea of like oh this is really sick i can't wait to have this available on other skins that i will purchase um it, it, it's wild they took it away though i part of me wants to imagine even though i know it's not because it, it would be way too much work but that just like one random employee like did this and was like look what i made guys and they're like no no we don't you don't go above and beyond anymore we <laughs> we make the bare minimum <laughs> they took it away yeah it, it's just weird it's just whack creating shit and then removing it just because you know that it's gonna cut into your other stuff but i don't know it's just a little scummy i think mythic chromas are fucking i mean they're never worth the value of like what it is it's 40 mythic essence for a recolor of your skin that you already bought like mm -hmm. but uh Hey, that's what their plan is. So, <laughs> well, I guess cool. Awesome. Um, lots of people are angry about it, and for good reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got two stories, two five stories. So we have ten stories. My Whoa. Uh, first one from Ya Boy, the one and only, who uh, titles his review for Josh five stars. 
And he says, Zillion can control time, but you can't. You can only control your actions, so use your ability to control your actions to leave a five-star review. P.S. Stay smooth. Do we already do this one? <laughs> I, no, I've just, heard it's just a meme, yeah. Oh, I see. It's just I see. This used to be the section name. Yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, so thank you, your boy, the one and only, for your five-star review. Yeah, Very thank kind. you. Uh, the next one is from Jared uh, True Luck five 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 out of five podcast five stars. This podcast has given tons of fun stuff to troll with and ranked. I'm already down three hundred LP. Couldn't <laughs> recommend it enough. Love you, Colton. Say it back. As always, I apologize for the length of this review. It back, Jared. Nice, back. got him. Got him. <laughs> Stupid. Thanks for the reviews, boys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, cool. Let's do Manscaped. Oh, we're gonna do Manscaped. Because sweaty sack summer is approaching, and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxers, and I can say that it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable, it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. It's time to invest in your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off, plus free shipping by using the code LeagueCast at Manscaped.com. Now again, they're, they're, they're really pushing these boxers, and for good reason, they're fantastic, right? They're focusing on the effort to help you out, to help out your thigh slappers in other <laughs> ways than just the ball trimming with their game-changing boxers 2.0. They've got the jewel pouch. It's a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space. That's how I describe the Discord server as well. True. Yeah. <laughs> Lined <laughs> with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Basically, just imagine your balls sipping pina coladas, chilling on a hammock on some <laughs> tropical beach. Uh, the micromodal fabric is buttery, soft, and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. These moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat, and all of that can be gotten for or can be purchased for twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Leadcast at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code LeagueCast at Manscaped.com. Once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. Did you guys know they sent us body spray in our package a while ago? I didn't realize that, and I just got it. I just just saw that it was there yesterday. It's actually so good. Like, it's their, 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 like, normal scent. But it's, like, it's a lot lighter than I think. I Like, lighter would be a good way to describe it for me, but, like, lighter than like an axe body spray or something like that that's like yeah no just it, it's so a really nice in terms of like the strength of the scent or in terms of like the actual feel uh in terms of the strength like it's not it's not overpowering the way yeah. that like mm-hmm. haha axe body spray is you know like yeah not, when you, not when that you way. do like one little spritz and you're like great the entire room is gonna smell like this in an hour yeah exactly yeah. but no, it's it's not like that at all it's so nice it's more like it it's, it's more like like sprayable cologne almost yeah <laughs> most cologne is sprayable my boy well I, like a like an aerosol <laughs> cologne you know what i mean the, the drinkable stuff <laughs> True. Like in, in, a, in a pressurized can but not shitty is that what you're yeah, saying yeah. yes that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah it's great they make good cool. shit over at manscaped you can get it for 20 percent off thank you yeah. to our friends hell yeah um let's talk about 
the next section, which is competitive league. Um, we're going to quickly talk about um, LCK. Um, there's an announcement today where there's not much news on it, but just to quickly go through it, LCK has announced three new policies. One's called the Rookie Development Clause, which is fucking whack. One's called the LCK so Agent Certification, and one's called the LCK Pre-Contract Policy. Um, once again, we don't have very many details because this was leaked, so we haven't actually seen the official details. Um, that being said, the idea is the Rookie Development Clause is that if you are a rookie and you've played... Uh, less than one year in another region uh, after playing 50%, uh, more than 50% of LCK Challenger games in one split or 25% of LCK games, you then have you have then have met the conditions to activate the, or an organization has the conditions to activate this clause, which allows for them to extend your contract for up to two years and guarantees the player a steady salary increase. So that all sounds very positive, but what it means is that you're playing for LCK Challenger or LCK as a, uh, as a rookie you're probably making LTK minimum, which is $45,000 US a year, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then they lock you into that contract for two years um, and pay you a steady salary increase. I mean, f- dude, fucking Faker was an MVP in his first split, right? Dude, yep. Faker was locked into $45,000 and then got a steady increase. Dude, guy wouldn't be making $20 million nowadays, right? You just guy also fucked. probably wouldn't stay on T1. Like, I imagine you'd want to go somewhere else, right? Yeah, so it's just like I don't know. It's just a fucking shitty system. It's gonna, it's gonna very much. I mean, lower team, lower lower like uh, level LCK teams are obviously pushing for this um, because they want to fucking keep players and then don't want to pay them fucking millions. Yeah, but holy shit, it's it's good for the players that don't end up being really good, right? Like if you're a player who is a rookie and you turn out to be like the the b tier or like right like you're the sub because you're not good enough to be on the main team great i've got a steady job for two more years and i can get better maybe so it's really really bad for everyone else so the thing about that is along with the steady pay increase comes a guarantee of play time and the contract will void itself if you don't receive that play time so well never mind yeah so it's like you have to like you have to pay them like a steady increase which is fine like I think it sucks, but whatever. But then you also have to guarantee playtime, and if it doesn't work out, like oh, okay, then you can just drop them whenever for 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 no you know reason. I, I mean, it just it just sucks. Like fucking carry is the best support in LCK right now. He was on fucking was he on not damn one. He was D, on DRX right, and if he had this rookie clause, he would be on fucking DRX for the next year. He wouldn't be on SKT. That's just how it would work. Yeah, I really think um, any time that you take away uh, like negotiating power from players and give it to orgs, it's just bad, like across the board. Um, This seems so predatory and anti like player, anti employee that I like I really don't know how this is supposed to be like allowable, I suppose. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Um, but once again, we don't have the full details, so maybe there's yeah. some more stuff. But it feels like if we don't have the full details, it's no. There's no way they're withholding player favorable things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It, it feels like if, if they're withholding anything, it's going to be negative things. Um, anyways, next is the LCK agent certification. So through Kespa, you know the fucking shady organization, um, they're going to administer. You have to, for any player agent, you have to go through a standardized testing of an official uh, examination administered through CASPA to become a player agent. Um, so this is like, it, it's maybe fine. There is an issue with the fact that there's, all the teams have interest in having 
player agents who are on their side, right? Mm-hmm. If you have player agents who have to go through a certain agency, then it creates this thing that maybe they're not always going to do what's best for the players, arguably. They're going to do what's yeah, best for well, like, it, the league because the, the Kespa has mm-hmm. ties to the league, meaning maybe they'll not always look out for the player's best interest, but look out for the league's best interest, and that's an issue. But like once again, this is kind of just assuming, I guess. Yeah, but I, I do think that you, you make out a good point where like, there's the side that they're probably trying to pitch it as where they're like, okay, great. These agents have to be more qualified to represent players. Like, that's a good thing, right? But when it comes down to it, when the qualifications of those agents are being tested by the org that's running the league and who ultimately, like, they, they want the league to prosper, they want the game to prosper, they want the teams to do well, they don't care very much about the players. So they're going to either build a test or an environment that again, I'm going to pick agents that work well on behalf of the league that work well on behalf of the teams. I don't care if they're advocating what's best for the players. Yeah. It's like right, when, when they can set the goalposts and are the ones controlling the league, there's, there's no reason for those goalposts to be in the best interest of the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last one, which is probably the most interesting, definitely like, maybe the most positive but also could be rough is um the pre-contract policy so at the end of each split before the uh like um what's the trade period called um the trade deadline yeah the before the free agency period starts oh uh, each team can select one player from the roster um and can put them up for pre-negotiation so hey i'm skt faker is going to go up for pre-negotiation so all other lck teams can um uh, bid on this player and then uh, you'll get you get to see all their offers they'll go back and forth and then the original team so SKT would get the final like counter bid on it mm-hmm. um, and then the the crate so that's like all fine I actually think that's like not a bad way of doing stuff by the way um, the only weird thing is so during signing a player during this pre-contract period will cost a team a transfer fee which is why um sure and then is this fee is increased for foreign teams <laughs> what is it so if, if you're uh-huh. not lck if you try to sign a player during this pre-contract period when like the team puts them up you have mm-hmm. to pay a fee which i'm assuming the fee probably goes to lck i would assume okay um and this fee is increased for other t- uh regions so this is pretty well huh. a, a fuck China clause, yeah. <laughs> um, or I guess fuck NA as well. Uh, it's just weird. Like, I guess you're trying to keep LCK players in a, in LCK. That makes sense. But like, it's it, all these things very much together at least seem like it's not in the best interest of the player at all. It's in the best interest of the league. All these things will help LCK as a league keep players, keep talent, keep teams happy. But holy fuck, dude, t- players are getting fucked over with all this shit. That does seem really strange. I. Can't say that I quite understand the the last part as well as I do the others, um, but yeah, it does seem it does seem a little a little fucky wucky, you know. All things uh, all things considered. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just weird. We'll hear more about it. Like, there's obviously not a lot of details right now, um, but we'll hear more about it later. Um, next little thing I quickly want to touch on is kind of I don't want to spend too much time on it. It's sure. it's LCS's 10 year anniversary, and they're doing this post. I think it's probably going to be daily. I would say maybe it's going to be weekly, um, where they're highlighting top 10 players of LCA L- LCS pass. And this week they did, um, or this day, or whatever they're going to do it. Top five. They did top laner. Yeah, top five. Sorry. Um, so like for example, they highlighted um, balls, which I think is fucking wild pick by the way. That's um, yeah. 
Darshan, Dyrus, uh, Haunter, uh, Someday, and Impact. Um, but what I wanted to ask you guys is, what would be your top uh, five top laners if you like want to just highlight a couple? Because I, I wrote down like all of mine for every rule, but uh, oh, okay. I was wondering... Or maybe you guys, maybe I'll read mine out and we can like have a discussion about it rather than us just trying to think of top laners if I yeah, missed so any. I think off the bat when I first read the list, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was, I had to go back and I was like, hey, we're limiting it to NALCS. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Aiden, go ahead and tell us your list. And uh, Yeah, so my list for top was uh, Impact, Someday, Dyrus, Darshan, and Fudge. Um, and I yeah. didn't really order them, but I thought those were all like good ones. I think Fudge is like, even though he's pretty new, he's fucking made a crazy impact. And I think he's worth like talking about. Yeah, I think um, I, I I think Balls is the only one on this on their list that I don't necessarily agree with, and I would be okay with placing him with uh mm-hmm. with Fudge. Is there any top laners yeah. that you guys think that should be on like a list like that, or no? Not really. Oh man, it's I've hard. Top laners to, are pretty weak in NA. It is hard. I'm, yeah, it I'm is trying hard. Trying to pass back through. I mean. I, I would say I definitely agree with their number one being impact. Uh, and number two being someday. <laughs> the only yeah, one I, I, think, I think it's hard to argue yeah. otherwise. The only other one I thought about, but he played two, he played mid and top was Boy Boy, but uh, I, I considered it for a little I bit. I guess, but I, I feel like I don't I don't remember Boy Boy being like that dominant. No. You know? C- compared to like the way impact someday haunts her. Like I also don't remember Dyrus being like super dominant. He's dominant for like season three, four, I would say, but yeah, I, yeah, that's, I fair. definitely think there's a definitely some rose tinted glasses in this and there will be in mine as well. Oh, for sure. Um, so for jungle, just to do my quick one, I did blabber, Sven Skarin, uh, X Smithy, Medios. Yeah. And then I had my last one being between Centaur and or amazing. Cause both of them are pretty fucking good in the prime, but I thought like the rest of the list is good. Like blabber, Sven, Smithy and Medios. I feel like those were all like classics. Yeah, for sure. Who do you have at number one? Or is it just not in any it, list? It's not in any order, but okay. I, I honestly thought, like, Smithy it's gotta or be Blabber. Smithy, right? yeah. yeah, Smithy's really good, dude. Yeah, I, I I, feel like Smithy was just, like, the prototype, like, player whenever he was in the LCS. Yeah. Um, for mid, I put Bjerg, Jensen, High. Um, mm-hmm. I put one between Shifter or Pole Belter. I couldn't decide. Um, and then I put Phoenix, but I think Phoenix is a dark horse here. But Phoenix was so fucking good, dude, when he was good. Phoenix is so good at Azir, and that was it, right? Like he was fucking really good, though. He won MVP like a couple times, not MVP, but like um, Team One or whatever the fucking All Pro team thing was. Oh but yeah, All Pro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Phoenix is the only one that I don't necessarily agree with. But I, I, think I don't know who else I'd put though. Is the issue right? Yeah, I guess like NA mids, it's kind of hard. Golden glue. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like fuck, you have like. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard, man. I, I thought this would be the best though. Yeah, I don't really know. For eighty carry, eighty carry is also pretty hard, by the way. So double lift, obviously, sneaky, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. double lift, sneaky, Danny. 100%. I, I think Danny's up there already. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's like holy fuck, because <laughs> then I go, um, I'm a cutie pie. Yeah, for sure. And and then it literally I have a three way tie between Apollo Turtle or or Stixay. <laughs> like, um because the other top 80 carries we have a ton of top 80 carries but they fall off after a year cody sun lost fbi um like huh. all these players dude just fucking had one good split and then fucking just exploded same with uh tactical tactical was fucking good and then he fell well off. except for cody because he never got a fair chance justice for cody dude the fucking world's play where he fucking that, okay, that's that still was, the worst that was really bad. play in all time <laughs> <laughs> um 
but it falls off after a uh, double lift sneaky even i would say danny then it like falls off like i'm a cutie pie is even like a weird pick to put in there but i feel like, like we're, i feel like we're missing someone really really obvious Dude, i went through everything man okay. I'm, I'm like it, it's hard i, I like there's uh sven was an option like like mythy sven yeah but um he only played 80 carry and lcs for two years one year mm-hmm. one or two years like not a lot okay. and then let's do support really quick core jj afro moo lemon nation and then I think there's a huge fall offs, and I put Biofrost and Vulcan. I I don't think there's a huge fall off between those two. I think it's uh, like I close. think there's like a ton in that tier though. Like I would put Ole in that tier. Um, it, it it definitely falls off a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. I wouldn't say huge fall off, but like That's Yellow fair, yeah. Star. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Shen Yi. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I think it's gonna be fun to see what Riot puts. I would yeah. love to hear what people put if they like want to send an email or something. But uh, cool. We're gonna get flamed so hard. I feel like. I feel like I put like actually like thought about it like pretty yeah. hard. Like, I definitely am like a little bit rose tinted so on the first couple you're seasons. You're gonna get flamed because Nick and I did not prepare and didn't really comment. Well, it, it's weird because I, I'm rose tinted because I'm caring about old seasons, but I also think longevity is something important. Like it's hard to say like JoJo is a mid laner who deserves to be on this when it's his first year playing, right? When he, for sure maybe yeah maybe <laughs> right like and i think that that's one of the reasons that i'm really 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 happy that dyrus is on this list mm-hmm. right where it's like yeah he was not great at the end of his career and he wasn't ever like he, he wasn't super super dominant but like man's went to worlds five years in a row oh for sure yeah was, was I, it six like yeah i'm gonna make the argument darshan's better than dyrus I mean, he's longevity. It. He has more longevity. I think Dyrus's peaks are higher than Darshan's peaks, but I, I, Actually, I don't his know. Name I think is Zion Spartan. I think I think TSM just had a better team than Darshan ever had. Uh, yeah, I, like, I agree. With Dyrus. I, I think there's only so much you can separate about that. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't that's, think here that, that's my that's my take that'll get me some flame. It's just harder <laughs> to like look back on a player like Darshan and be like, man, he was really held back by his team. You know, like, <laughs> there's definitely been superstars like Forgiven's a great example of like someone who pretty fucking obviously was held back by his mm-hmm. team right I, I don't know if i'd put darshan in the fucking <laughs> like you know what i mean definitely a little different but but anyways i'm, I'm super interested here uh more about that it's a really cool thing they're doing for lcs 10 year anniversary so nice what round table cool. uh nordvpn nordvpn yeah our favorite how dare sponsor you. how dare you skip nordvpn uh now i i had to watch sam regal's ad for nordvpn on critical role the other night much more contrived and complicated than mine's going to be because I'm just going to tell you about all of NordVPN's great features without having costumes, a full cast, and a plot spanning like 20 episodes. Hell yeah. Uh, so NordVPN, why is it great? I, I'll tell you why it's great because it's easy to use. You can connect with one click or you can enable an auto connection every time you log on with zero click protection. They've got over 5,500 servers in 58 countries across the globe. You can find a server near you for better speed or it can connect to a faraway location to freely explore the internet. You're going to get amazing speed. You can set it up on all your devices on every major platform like Windows, Android, iOS, macOS, Linux, even Android TV supports NordVPN. Now, with all that, you might be asking, yeah, but what does it do? It's going to provide extra security. It's going to provide the ability to get around geolocation blocks for content like, you know, Amazon Prime, Netflix, I know also, depending on where you're at, uh, some like news services are also going to be like geo blocked for you. So you mm-hmm. can fucking YouTube. 
YouTube, <laughs> yep. It's 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 wild how much content is out there that they're trying to take from you. Put the power in your hands with NordVPN, and you can do it with a sick deal using our link, uh, nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. You'll get a huge discount on your subscription. You'll get free threat protection as a bonus gift, a bonus month for free, and all of that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee thanks to their risk-free uh I don't know what just call it guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. You'll get a discount on your plan, a bonus month, free threat protection, all of which backed with a 30 day money backed guarantee. Thanks to nice. the boys at Nord for keeping our internet traffic safe. Thank, Thank you, Nord. Nord. Now let's do roundtable. Hell yeah. That's my section. Um, yeah, so last week's question was a uh, fucking doozy. It was, why Why do you fucking suck at League of Legends? <laughs> Wait, was that it? It was, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't move it up. That's what mm-hmm. it was, though. Um, it was, why do you fucking, why are you bad and boosted? Um, but anyways, from our Twitter, um, Rainbow Honeysuckle said, I play OP champs, one-tricked MF this year. Randy said, play too cocky, not gra- aggressive enough. Too much gold solo queue has fucked my ability uh, to decide on what's a good fight or not. Actually, so true, dude. Have you ever played on, like, a bronze account a bunch, and then you just play, like, shit on every other account? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, for our Discord, Hoodlum Bunny said, because I play the Colton method, going autofill auto champ uh, while having a 73% win rate on Graves, 67% win rate on Yo, and 62% win rate on Aurelia. Refuse to play those champions ranked, though. <laughs> um, Cash Bear said, I get shut down too easily by jungle ganks because of poor wave slash man- resource management in early positioning. Also, I don't respect stat champs pretty much ever. Level 1 Riven used to win almost every fight, but now I just die to trash champs like more than one. <laughs> Um, Brandon said, I guess I should explain a little bit. He originally said, uh, autism, uh, before. And then he said, it's very difficult to keep my emotions in check because of how my brain works. I tend to act out of emotion rather than logic and reasoning. So I tend not to make the best decisions and single-handedly lose my team in the game. In turn, I get upset, frustrated easily, mainly at myself. It's something I'm working on and try to try to get better at, but it's something I have to work on in real life. Fortunately, I have a good therapist and friends who understand that if I lash at them, at them, but it's hard. I think it's like a fucking awesome answer. Yeah, for sure. It's really, really cool. Uh, a lot of people also like, just like the legend which is our next answer uh talked about their adhd he said probably my adhd uh, i get bored sitting back and playing smart i also have a hard time sticking to a small champion pool also the macro in this game is insane and i have a hard time keeping track of all those small things all the time yeah league has so much fucking shit going on all the time if you can't like concentrate like i couldn't imagine like mm-hmm. it, it is really insane yeah but anyways, those are awesome answers. Thank you all for responding. This week's question, I actually just stole from Reddit because fuck Reddit. Fuck Reddit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um <laughs> was um, Riot took a page out of Smash Bros and you have to unlock champions by fulfilling suspe- uh, specific requirements. How do you unlock your main or any champion that you want to discuss? I think this is one of the fucking coolest questions. Hmm. Though. Uh, I'm looking something up in uh, really quick. Uh, all right. To unlock Bard, you have to unlock all 880 power moons in <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey to, <laughs> to showcase that you are the ultimate chime collector. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, I, have, I have a good one. So go I, I, I want to do a Moomoo. A Moomoo, you have to queue like 100 games of non party queue. You have to queue by yourself like 100 League of Legends games to That's unlock really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, queue solo 100 times, get a Moomoo with the no friends. Yeah. Chance. That'd be good. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go with uh, Zillion and just say, I, uh, you know. Es- escape with like s- single digit health a certain number of times 
That's pretty good, actually, yeah. Maybe call it, like, 20 times. Yeah. Dude, it's a fucking... This is a question I'd love to see someone fill it all, like, 150-something characters. Yeah. It's, just, it's a fucking cool idea. Um, but anyways, if you want to tell us how you unlock your main or any character that you want to, like, have a cool idea for, you can hit us up on our Twitter, at LeagueCast. You can send us an email at mail at or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Nice. Let us move into Mail Fight, where the first email is from Elliot. Okay, I don't know how many people would get a tattoo of a League of Legends character, but I've done it. I have Lissandra tattooed on my arm, and I love it. Here's the link to it. Uh, also, since I want to share it in the Discord, what channel do I share the channel do I share this in? Um, thanks to the podcast, guys. I also have started a podcast called Anime Biddies with my brother. Mm-hmm. The link is uh, in the self promotion channel. But yeah, I've wanted to do a podcast for ages. Uh, keep up the good work, boys. P.S. Love seeing Lissandra played so much in pro. Elliot. Uh, yeah, I think I, you mentioned... I, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you put, post your tattoo in any channel that you want. I think that's like fine. But yeah, I, I told him that he could post his like, podcast in the self-promotion channel, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. I think yeah. a lot of people are asking some questions about it. So, Yeah, I think general would probably be the most... like Since it's not obviously like not anime-related, it's not spoilers, it's not competitive league, but I don't think there's anywhere where if you posted it, it would be a problem yeah cool yeah next email is from john he says i love the discussion you guys had about league being more toxic than other multiplayer games i like that you discussed that it's pretty much impossible to 1v9 for real in league as opposed to something like CS:GO. this got me thinking about my games i have a friend who loves to dive into the enemy and trade one for one he'll approach the mid game with a score of 990 and feel pretty strong but those nine deaths means that we have to deal with a strong carry on the enemy team. In general, this isn't terrible, just a situation to play around. The part that makes it add to the toxicity is that uh, he got to do a lot of action, and now we have to use his strength. If this happened in CSGO, one guy would defend a site, such as like top lane, and 15 minutes later, a guy with an AK walks onto my half of the map while I'm still using the starting pistol, similar to a 10-10-0 Camille strutting in a bot lane. The toxicity comes from not getting to be a part of the early game, where everyone is on even footing. Instead, we are accelerated into mid-game where the power is imbalanced. The other extremes aren't fun either. If my teammate is fed and wins the game, I don't get to do anything. It gives me a big case of fear and missing out whenever I get an aggro teammate especially when I'm playing a marksman and trying to scale. Whenever I see something off meta, I'm annoyed that it could be trash or OP. I just want to grind away with my 55% win rate and climb ever so slowly to plat playing normal things. Love to hear your thoughts. Awesome podcast. Keep it up, John. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough because CSGO is such a different game, but like the idea of league where like you snowball an advantage and you accumulate an advantage over the map is just so different right like regardless of the score an ak deals the same damage an ak deals Mm -hmm. regardless of what's happening there are five players and all of them have a hundred health and maybe one team can afford helmets and maybe one team can't but like ultimately it, it comes down to skill for the entirety of the game like maybe you have one or two rounds where you're on pistol and they've got rifles, but that's not the norm by any means. Most of the game is going to be pretty equal weapons or at least like, okay, we sack two rounds, we econ, and then we have a fair round versus league where it's like, yeah, if that top laner is 10, 10, zero, he can play like a monkey because he's got three items and your 80 carry only has one and a half. 
and he can walk up to you, miss every single skill shot, and kill you because of, like, Sunfire AoE. That's really, really frustrating to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, um... Yeah. It, League's definitely a, an interesting game in that regard, I suppose. Uh, mm. Thank you, John. Yeah. Our next email is from the Aiden that's not a host. Hello, Lee Cast Crew. It's the less important Aiden, aka Funky Pants again. Thank you for the elite zillion knowledge. Now I can upgrade my abilities and build my runes based on if I want to win or lose the game. Seriously, <laughs> thank you all for the advice. Uh, I had a different general question this week for specifically ranged solo laners and how do you determine what summoners to take? I usually take flash TP regardless of mid or top, but wondering when to take something else other than TP. What do you guys like to take as control mage currently? Uh, what do you like to take as enchanter mid or top? For example, I remember Colton saying he took exhaust and karma mid and just wondering how do you guys decide? Thank you so much again. The Aiden that's not a host. How do you guys this? Well, Aiden takes ghost TP every game, right? Yeah, my character needs ghost TP. So, so. Colton, what do you decide uh, um, to yeah, take as a so, secondary summoner spell? Yeah, I just want to make sure he was saying specifically for ranged solo laners. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, I think mid lane is generally where you get the most variety, where it's like you might go flash TP, you might go flash barrier, flash heal, exhaust, ignite, or ghost, all depending. Um generally it's gonna have to do with like the lane matchup so if i'm worried that they're going to kill me my options are like do i take a defensive in healer uh barrier or do i do it more proactively with exhaust and that's going to depend on what kind of character i'm i'm playing against you know, if I'm worried about a LeBlanc killing me, maybe I take Barrier because she's got a pretty predictable combo versus if I'm worried about a Yasuo, it's like I just need to exhaust him because it's not about one ability hitting. It's about once he gets on me, I just need to reduce the damage from his everything. Um, you know, Ignite if I think I can get a kill or if I can use that to stop them from, like, killing me. I think generally TP is really nice because it can mean that you like never have to lose experience or gold on a bad wave, but generally it's tough because a lot of people take TP and then they'll die solo and then use it to come back to the lane after dying, which isn't really advantageous. You know, the, the goal of TP is that I don't really need a second summoner spell to not die and go even in lane. And I can use this to gain tempo and get better wave control. Um, and you know, we've talked about it a couple times. Like the best TP use in the game right now is mid laners backing with um, futures market and then getting early lost chapter and then keeping the other mid like locked into mid because you have infinite mana and a mm -hmm. level advantage. But yeah, um, uh, but or plays the best, like Colton said. You could just be a Giga Chad and take uh, Ghost Flash on every single character in the game. Ghost Flash is really good. So yeah, I, I think is... it's really good, especially with the. Um, prevalence of uh um lucidity boots being as strong mm -hmm. as they are uh where you just have 15 percent you know cooldown reduction on or ability on haste goes, on yeah. uh, uh on the summoner spells yeah yeah and again i think it also depends on what you're trying to do so it's not just what what do i need to like stop the enemy from doing but what, what am i trying to do mm -hmm. um sorry like if i'm trying to kill the opponent i probably want to have exhaust or ignite you know ignite if i need a little more damage 
exhaust if maybe you know if if mid lane is yone yasuo you know i think exhaust is better in that 1v1 a lot of the times um, if you like sucking your thumb you can take exhaust if you like true. being really cool in a chad you can take ignite true also that um but also like you know if you're playing lux like you're not going to be in range to ignite them so i think it's kind of yeah like, a wasted spell. Well, then you just take barrier and and prove to them that you and uh, then you don't suck like... your thumb, both thumbs mm-hmm. at the same time because you don't need your hands to play that game. <laughs> uh, um, thanks, Aiden. That's not a host. Yeah, thank you. Next one is from anonymous. Hello, Leecast. I was wondering, are you guys excited for the Udir reworking that should be hitting us sometime soon? That being said, do you think he's a good candidate for the new Project L fighting game we've been teased? I feel like given the snippets we've been shown, he seems like a perfect contender. Does the League of Legends fighting game interest you in any uh, by any chance? And if so, what characters do you like to see? Anonymous. Um, I, I mean, yeah, one, hype for Udyr rework. Two, absolutely. I think Udyr is a great character for a fighting game. Like, the idea of a fighting game character with multiple stances, like, we've seen it plenty of times, at least in Tekken. Um, like one of the main characters I play, Warang, right? Like he's got forward facing and like backward facing right left stances. Obviously, there's a lot of other characters that right like have certain in between stances. Like having different stances and different move sets based on that is definitely really applicable to fighting games. So I I would be surprised if we didn't see you, dear. And I'm really hyped to see how they do it. Yeah, um, for sure. So I agree. Project L releases uh, for if first month that has ranked um, thirty day highest rank wins challenge. Losers okay. have to buy winner a drink next time we see each other in person. Yeah, let's do it. Deal. Sure. Definitely. Uh, also, yeah. we all have to have full time jobs at that point. Yeah. Or we we pick an eight hour block where Aiden you're banned from playing uh, playing the game during that time. <laughs> I think we could also just do like a number of like games. I think it's actually like an yeah, yeah. Thing. No, I'm I'm mostly just joking. I, I don't care, yeah. but it's it's funny. Um, it is yeah, funny it that be... I I there's been two seasons now where I've <laughs> hit our fucking ELO that we've said before you guys have gotten home that day. Yeah, like oh, I've done six placements and the game's it's over now. <laughs> I mean, that first year was fucking gross. I was the the, I was diamond in three games, like the yeah. one year that they fucked it, but mm-hmm. insane. Uh, thank you, Anonymous. Nick and I are ready to do like eight laps around the track, and Aiden just like <laughs> takes a right, walks off the course, and goes back around through the fucking finish. Mm-hmm. All done. Uh, he's doing um, fucking, oh God, what is it? Um, Mario Kart 64 speed runs, and we're just yeah. uh, doing it normally. Yeah. Um, any uh, other characters you guys excited to see? In I think L? every single character I would be excited yeah, for in a fighting game. I think there's, I think there's enough like, uh, um, to work with for every character. That, I mean, that them just showing cool. that Jinx works with a gun makes me feel like they can make any character work. So I'm fine with it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that any character can work. I, I think definitely like a lot of the classic fighter archetypes are the ones I want to see immediately because those are just the ones that come to mind. Like, like Lee Sin is an obvious like. Yeah, he he's gonna be doing Lee Sin shit in a fighting game. Okay, um, but but imagine a character like Syndra where your combos stack balls throughout the entire like the entirety yeah. of it, and then at the end her fucking super is just like expending all the balls and exploding mm-hmm. you. Oh, so oh, sick. for sure. Like I'm hype about like any character, and I think that once you exit that space of like the typical fighting game characters you would think of, 
Like, I, there are a lot of characters that I'm like, damn, how would they do it? Because if they figured it out, and I'm confident they could, yeah, it'd be so sick, right? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine, like, how do you put fiddlesticks into a fighting game? And I don't know the answer, but I know that if they figured yeah. it out, it would probably be sick. It's probably a clone yeah. fighter, I guess. I don't know. You guys at some point should, um, this applies to our listeners as well. I'm sure you guys haven't seen it either, though. Back in, like, 2013, do you guys remember the fan project called League of Fighters? I think so. Vaguely? It was, like, a League of Legends fighting game that Riot eventually bought and then did nothing with. Mm-hmm. Um but like you guys should watch it. There's a video that I saw like a couple, like maybe a couple months back. It's where it's fucking Justin Wong versus Chris G playing it, like just like fucking around playing it. It's fucking so much fun to watch. I think they're playing Annie versus Kenan. It is pretty cool though. <laughs> but I, uh, I want to also play that. Yeah, Annie I, I versus Kenan. Can, yeah, I wonder if you can it. find like that game online somewhere. It's probably online somewhere, right? <laughs> this looks this looks insane uh it's like it's pretty cool for like a fan project from like 2013 or whatever yeah like i would say it does not look good but it, it looks uh i don't know interesting <laughs> yeah yeah dude right used to do this thing where they just buy like fucking fan projects like be like oh we should turn this into something and then just mm-hmm. do nothing with them <laughs> yeah that's so funny um awesome thank you uh anonymous the next email is from page uh, hello to the smoothest gentleman this side of the Atlantic Ocean. Peach here. First time listener. First time emailer, but a long time listener. First off, love the, love the podcast as it's great to listen to you on my commute to and from work. Second, while people, uh, whilst playing League with my friends uh, and listening to content creators, I've noticed that many people complain ab- uh, about new champions and their absurdly, uh, absolutely absurd complex kits such as Zeri in comparison to that of older champions such as Nasus. Shout out to Riot Nasus for always complaining about this on Twitter. Anyway, whilst thinking about this, I had the thought, what if League, uh, League's overly complex champions had their kits taken apart and broken into different champions? For example, if they wanted to make an AD carry that had a skill shot auto like Zeri, but didn't add her wall mechanics and save that for another champion, uh, in which they could use those mechanics for an entirely different champion identity. This is not Riot's vision, as broken kits tend to be fun to play and uh, make them a lot of money. But I wanted to ask you if uh, I wanted to ask if you could deconstruct any broken kit champion and make uh, one of their mechanics into another champion. Who would it be, and what mechanic? Apologies for the length and disorganization of this email. Keep up the great work uh, on the podcast. Sincerely, your friendly neighborhood guy who has wrote one email, Peach. Um, see, I don't know because I don't think like I don't think characters having overly complex kits is a bad thing no um obviously having like overloaded kits that like uh tend to make them like harder to balance and stronger like in a vacuum like it, I, if you took like nyla and singed in a vacuum nyla is probably going to be stronger at any given patch just because like her kit allows her to have more strengths but i don't i i wouldn't say nyla will always be stronger than singed and that's a problem you know yeah, no, for sure. I think the only thing to note about like super complex kits on new characters is the fact that um, it makes the game harder to pick up for new players. Therefore, we are s- slowly but surely coming to a point where I mean, League's already still like not very, not increasing in player base in North America very much, but it very much makes it a harder game to get into the more complex characters that we see. But I don't have a problem yeah, with it personally. I I, I think. I, I I'm a little between. We're like I, I'm not strictly against it, but I do think that the extra complexity is not always a good thing. And I think one of the healthier ways to look at it 
in regards to like how they've been putting out champions these days is not so much that they're too complicated, but that they're relying on like these complexities rather than having an interesting simple kit. And I'm I'm forgetting the quote, but it's like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't have time to write you a one-page letter, so I had to write you a five-page letter with the idea of, like, they can just have all of these, like, unique interactions and complicated shit because they're not, like, figuring out a way to make it simple, elegant, and still good. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that is, like, strictly applies because I do think a lot of these complexities, like, are really fun and, and feel good. Um but like th- there is something to be said about a simple character that is like easy to understand but is still really fun is good for the game like and i don't but think that that's impossible to do these days i don't think it's impossible i think it's it's so much harder that it's like it's almost bad for the game if they try to do that i mean they've they've released simple characters who don't have a ton of complexity and they don't see play i mean when's yeah. the last time you you played against a nico who is one of the more simple characters that came out. Like, and Rel's also pretty simple as well. But she also yeah, feels like, like shit's a little different, I guess. I, I think they're intentionally making her shit to play. But <laughs> I like, and then you compare that to a character like Yone or Viego, or I, I would say Lily is on the, the simpler side and, and she sees play when her numbers are good. But the reality is, is like people enjoy playing characters that are challenging to play for the most part, you know, there are, there are people who enjoy simple characters and that's really good. I'm, I'm not saying there should never be simple characters ever again. Um, but for the, for the future of the game and, and for the, the health of the game, I really think that going full forward with like complex characters that are fun to play is, is the way to go. I think it just adds longevity to the game that, that otherwise would get, people would get tired of, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I agree. But yeah, I mean, I, I, are there any characters that we would split apart into new characters? I'm so happy to have stuff goes, man. I, I really think that Riot makes pretty uniform kits for stuff, like, overall. I think so, too. I mean, I, I think there are some aspects that don't, like, that seem to not, not fit very well and, and feel out of place. Um, but then you would just replace it with something else that probably feels out of place yeah. or, or overpowered as well, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't split any character, I think, because then it would require me to, to come up with a replacement that would be probably worse, all things yeah. considered. Yeah, Ryan does a good job overall. Hmm. Yeah. So thank Thanks, you Peach. for the email. Yeah, Peach. Next email from Paul, a.k.a. Zod. He says, gentlemen, quick invitation for any league casters coming to SF. Not San Fran. Don't call it San Fran. What is F? Oh, okay. I, I think that that's what he's saying is to call it. It SF, is San Francisco. Not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you call it San Francisco or SF, not San Fran. I think is what he's getting at. It's like how you call Sears Tower Willis Tower still, right? <laughs> or else you get in trouble. Um, but if anyone's coming to SF for Worlds, to reach out if they need assistance with neighborhoods, restaurants, or other help living in sf for seven years now and i'm happy to provide any guidance for the people coming to the city unfortunately i can't offer space to crash except for the couch fort for colton hell yeah i get to hang out with sod <laughs> in the couch fort i'm uh, happy to provide recommendations for all things in the bay area paul poggers yeah at xod on uh discord and ask him some yeah. stuff cool i can't wait um, to hang out on the couch fort and eat some spicy nuggies 
we should finalize deciding if we're going to Atlanta or not and uh, <laughs> um, and and figure something out. Maybe we could do like a little small meetup or, or something. Yeah. Um, cool. Thanks, Paul. Our last email is from Mayhem. Hey, friends. Mayhem here. Longtime listener. First time emailer. Keep it short and simple. What were the deciding factors on choosing your main roles you guys play? Champs, playstyle, etc. I'm a Thresh slash support main. I enjoy the protective support game uh, gameplay. Um, just fun and very strategic, especially with vision control. Keep up the good work. Nick for President Mayhem. Thank I've you. I, I've made every role of the jungle. Like, over the I years. also have mained... Well, not... I've mained every role except for jungle and top, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's just like... I don't know. You just find stuff that you enjoy playing, right? Like, originally, I liked playing Vayne and Draven, so I was an 80 carry player. And when I was really, really new to the game, I enjoyed playing Morgana mid. So I was a mid main. Uh, now obviously play Tom Kench top uh, and then obviously I've gone through a ton of phases where I played the support like Nautilus Blitzcrank Alistar etc but uh, mm. it's just based on character more than anything if characters a- attract me to the role I'll play the role yeah I think um I think for me personally it's kind of how I feel um playing I playing the role I don't want to dump um like 20 hours into figuring out top lane matchups so I go even instead of get shit on um and kind of the same thing for mid lane, but less so. Um, and then eighty carry just feels so bad when you're losing that I find it like unappealing entirely. Um, but uh, at this point, I mean, you were an eighty carry main for a fat minute. Yeah, I, I was an eighty carry eighty carry main for a long time. I mean, I felt like eighty carry used to have a little bit more uh, early game agency. I'll say um, <clears throat> because I do think it has a lot of agency, just not as early as every other role. Um, and I find that a little frustrating. So yeah, I, you, I agree with Aiden that I feel like it, it was definitely always more champion focused than role focused. Like it's it's rare that I, you know, from the beginning or even now, I'm like, man, I really want to play jungle today. It's like I want to play Evelyn today, or I want to play Kha'Zix today, or maybe if you know, I want to play Zillion or Misfortune or Shen, like. Typically, it's a character, um, you know, me being someone who plays all of the roles pretty frequently, you know, you can see that where it's just like, I just want to play certain characters. Um, I in- enjoy all of the roles for the most part, but I-, I think historically, jungle has typically been my, like, primary ranked role, and I, I think that, I mean, one came from champions I enjoyed, but even more so, I think came from like i feel like jungle is always the role that nobody wants to play so i was like fuck it i'll just play that one so that if i'm playing with people like we don't have to pick who to like sentence to jungle um as well as like i think in most other roles there can be i think jungle is the same way but like you get really frustrated or discouraged if you have like a really bad game top because you know you fucked it up mm-hmm. but as a jungler you can disillusion yourself and lie to yourself constantly to say <laughs> i didn't die to the invade because i made a mistake i died because my mid laner didn't rotate or because my support didn't ward tribrush like i asked them to so like that that first five minutes of the game is never your fault as a jungler and that feels good to know that you're never the reason your team lost <laughs> true <laughs> Um, awesome yeah 
Great. Um, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, Mayhem, and thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch slash KingLardout, BlueBasket, and Leadcast Frost. You can tweet at us on Leadcast. Uh, Facebook is also Leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash Leadcast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Leadcast. And we'll see you next week uh, for 546. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.